Hi, welcome back to Across the Floors. This week's dance chat is with my friend of a friend turned friend, Nicole. Today we are talking about our experiences with poser mentality, our developing and changing identities, body awareness, and body empowerment. We also go deep into the heart of transitioning into motherhood and how that impacted our relationships with our bodies and with dance. And you don't want to miss our messages to baby Nicole and baby Lindsay at the end. This is a beautiful conversation with a fellow dancer and mom to young ones. Hope you love this and find some connection with us through this chat. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Across the Floors. Today, I have a, another dance chat for us. Um, this is Nicole. Say hi, Nicole. Hello, everyone. <laughs> so Nicole so and I have a... Here. Yay! I'm so excited to have Nicole on. We are we have a mutual friend of um, Sarah who I met at, at Loyola in college. Um, so there might be some repeats of <laughs> people that I met <laughs> at Loyola. But yeah, we connected way after college. Um, and just Nicole and I have some very similar history of growing up with dance as well. And uh, yeah, take it away. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Share yeah. share what you would like. <laughs> I, absolutely. Um yeah, so we met, as you said, through Sarah, um, mm-hmm. who I went to high school with um, and met doing musicals, as one does. Right. Um, and uh, um, and then I ended up um, moving to Wisconsin, and that's how we kind of reconnected. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to be Sarah's plus one at your beautiful wedding. Yes. Um, <laughs> where I think I had, like, not one too many drinks. I was, like, cutely buzzed. And I think I accosted you multiple times and was like, but Lindsay, you look so beautiful because you looked gorgeous on your wedding day. But I was extra about telling you. Um, So, yeah, I I think like you said, when I saw you post about this, just saying you were going to have a chat about dance, it was something that um, I felt super strongly about and then like went to go fill out the survey multiple times and then stopped each time because I was like I'm not a real dancer right like I grew up dancing but like I'm not a dancer for my profession and you know it was it was that poser mentality and I was like okay well maybe I should actually fill this out and we could talk about that as one of the things so (laughs) absolutely uh, oh geez It's, it's so much it's so much baggage to bring along to something you just love doing. Yes, um, yes. It's so silly. I think, I mean, that's what took me seven years to get to this point with dance mm-hmm. and with this podcast. I mean, I first had, and I think I said this in my little intro episode I did by myself, like, I first came up with an idea of doing something else with dance in 2015, like 2015, 2016. Mm-hmm. Like, I wanted to still keep dance oh around gosh. for myself, but I didn't want I didn't want to do the studio thing anymore. I didn't want it to be these classes. That's always how it's been for me. So I was like, okay, how do I do it in a creative and fun way for me? But like, that's not a studio. Like that's all I kind of knew. And then, you know, in college, it's still classes. It's still organized. There's a recital at the end type of thing. Mm -hmm. So it was always in such a organized way. And I, I threw stuff at the wall for a while and then I just gave up. Um, <laughs> but I think a lot of it, I, I kept stopping myself exactly because of this whole poser mentality that I had when I first came up with, I was like, Oh, maybe I'll do a blog and I'll write about it. And I even interviewed some people. I had some really cool interviews, but all written. And I, mm. I was like, 
well, I don't have anything else to share. Like, I only have a couple people that want to do it. I don't, who am I? I didn't really, you know, you know, I didn't, I'm not a dance. I'm not a professional. Who am I to speak on this? Like, wasn't um, a dancer anymore, right? I wasn't dancing as much as I was or in the way that I was. So I just had this kind of poser mentality or I don't identify as that. I'm going to law school now. That's who I am. Um, Or I'm a mom now. That's who I am. Mm -hmm. Like, but it's now bubbled up to this point of like, no, I still love dance. I still want to talk about it. I still want it to be in my life. And well, how do I actually do it now? And I think it all kind of just totally like bubbled up into like, okay, just start doing something and see if right. it works. And if, it, if you like right. it, you like it. Right. And I think like, that, what um, what is the investment that you made? Right. right. And taking a chance on something you love. And I feel like it's so interesting because it's something that um, we often bring to like, I'm not a dancer. I'm not dancing. No, mm-hmm. you can still be a dancer and not dancing as frequently, or you yes. can right? It's still part of your intersectional identity of who you are. You are a lawyer and a mom and a dancer and a creative person and a comedian. And you looked great in your wedding dress. Like there are so many things about (laughs) you, right? Oh, you flatter me. (laughs) (laughs) It was a really flattering dress. I'm I'm (laughs) just as weird as I was at your wedding. I apologize. (laughs) But it is, it's fascinating of like, you just have to force yourself to do it. And it took you six or seven years yeah. To force yourself to do that. That's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. And it, it, it was wild because I actually like just journaled about this, like this week, because I was reading this book, um, the midnight library. I don't know if you've read it, but no, I haven't. I've been, I've been reading a bunch of books and it's, this is a little off of a tangent here, but the premise is like, when you die, you enter this library and it's midnight and you get to choose all the lives that you would have lived if you made different choices. So you can like go back on what regrets you have. Like, and the whole premise is like fascinating. Um, I'm not very far into the book, so I can't say whether or not I really like enjoy how they did it, but uh, the execution of it, but the idea is like amazing to think about, but it started with this quote from Sylvia Plath, I think. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I will never read all the books that I want. I'll never live all the lives that I want. I'll never be able to do it all. And why do I want to do it all? Mm. And it was like this whole big quote about, and it was like, because I want to experience every like beautiful thing that's in this life is pretty much like the gist of like that beginning of that quote. And I was just like, (laughs) yeah, I feel that. Like I, I was like, Does anyone else, is anyone else panting in this room while they read this? Because I was like, (laughs) (laughs) yes. And I think I just had this, just this total mentality of myself of like, well, this is now this part of my life. I am a student now. I am no longer a student. I am a employee now. I am a lawyer. I am very serious. You know, I put myself and even in transferring from undergrad to law school, I could, I can look back and see like, oh, I shifted how I was as a student. Like, I was, you know, I was a lot more serious and didn't participate with like people outside of the classroom because I was like, no, I'm I'm serious law student. And I was like, that's actually not really my, like, 
it's not a huge part of my personality. I am very right. serious about certain things when I'm supposed to be, but like I dropped a whole like lot of stuff off just because I thought, oh, I have to make myself fit in these certain like boxes. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until like recently that I'm like, why am I doing all of that? I could be yeah. all of these things at once, right? Why? Yes. yes. Why? Maybe I can't live every single life I would want to, right? Mm. But I can still approach this single life in all the different ways I want to. Absolutely. And it's, it's, um, I, I recently turned 35 and I don't know why I say like, I turned 35. Yes, it's fine. Get it girl. Uh, Um, and I, before then had been having a little bit of like a, what am I doing with my career with my life with you know a a little bit of all of this and so I had driven down to Chicago to see a girlfriend from college like we all have those friends that were like Mm -hmm. I need you I need grounding I need (laughs) I need a gut check in reality so we were driving down to Chicago to meet and um I listened to this awesome podcast um I think it's called uh the art of happiness or the secret of happiness Mm. Um, but it's by the Atlantic and Arthur Wells, who's written um, many articles for the Atlantic kind of takes through each episode and there's different topics. There's um, uh, the broadcaster who wrote 10% happier and um, he's like fascinating. And so anyways, one of the articles or one of the um, challenges at the end of the episodes was like, write down what brings you joy, like pure joy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know what <laughs> brings me joy. And it was like, think of the last time you were so happy and you had no worries and you just were like in the moment. And I was like, mm, I don't know, like 13 year old me. And I was like, number one, that's depressing. Yeah, um, I hope but it wasn't it- that long ago. <laughs> Right. I, and I then realized I was like, no, it's not that long ago. Um, but it was like, you know, it was, it was this interesting. I was like, okay, what brings me joy as an adult? And it was a weird question I was struggling with. So I said, what brought 13 year old Nicole joy? And I am also a journaler. So I made a list and it was like, um, cooking kids. I've always like loved kids and loved being around them. Um, dancing, uh, singing, um, speaking Spanish and learning a different language. So I started being really purposeful about like, I'm going to reintroduce these things into my life. Storytelling was one. Yeah. And so I started listening to like the Duolingo podcast to work on my Spanish. Um, and dance kept popping up and I was like, this is to your point, just because I'm, you know, a mom or just because my life looks different, you know, I'm a pretty successful IT professional. That doesn't mean I can't be a dancer too and identify with that, right? Right. And I right. you have to push yourself to to say I'm not just one thing and I think when I had my first yeah. child that was the biggest challenge of like holy crap, you feel like you lose your entire identity and you're just defined by one thing. I don't know if you felt that way with your kiddo when you had him. Yeah. It's, it's mind blowing. It's so difficult. Yeah. I, so I think that's 
probably the catalyst for me finally doing this was mm. having my son because yeah. I stripped everything else away. Like I really did. Cause you know, you're not working in those media postpartum mm-hmm. days and all that. And Mm-mm. you sit there and everything you have is to make yourself, you know, and this other human live mm-hmm. <laughs> for a little bit. Like you, the capacity in your brain just goes to like nothing and fluctuations of everything that your body has gone through, like disconnection from it, hormones all over the place. Like it was such a shock to my system and I had never really experienced like injuries or anything growing up. Yeah. But that like just removed me from everything else that I like held on to that kept like kind of taking the place, maybe a little bit of like the joy I got from dance. So, you know, I still was working out. I still would, you know, read here and there, you know, other things that I still love to do, I was doing, but then I couldn't work out or I had no energy to like read Mm -hmm. for fun or I had no this or that. So every other piece of like my identity that I was holding on to was like, you don't have time for that anymore. Like this is, this is all you have right now. And it's the, it's a, the weirdest feeling because, and if you're a mom, you totally get this. Like you have this insane joy, right. Of, Mm -hmm. I cannot believe that this thing is mine. Right. (laughs) I get to care for it every day and I love it. Yep. But also if you grew up or you had like a very strong interest, otherwise you're like, well now how do I get these to both work? How do I get anything else to work again? Um, And I think this idea like that just kept coming up for this podcast, like going through of like, and I wouldn't even call, I don't think I really had like full on like depression. I definitely had baby blues. I definitely was crying for like "Ah, whatever reason you want to pick today. Like like, very early postpartum. I had a few like just breakdowns or, you know, if you're breastfeeding overnight and all that stuff, like Mm -hmm. I definitely experienced a lot of that, but like, it was so much more reflective time for me to be like, okay, now what am I going to add back in? You know, it was almost like you yeah. like cleansed myself of everything else I was doing and be like, okay, I'm now mom, but that's not all I want to be like. And I never was. And it's kind of weird too, because I, when I'm thinking about this, as I'm talking, like growing up, I never actually put myself in certain categories, but when I was in those categories, I like just, maintained that so like I did gymnastics and I was only in gymnastics and then I added in dance so then but when I was in gymnastics I didn't really talk about dance I only talked about gymnastics that's so funny you know and like when I was in dance like okay well then I started doing sports but I didn't really talk about sports but I really love sports so then that started pulling my attention and so fascinating like people I think knew I was into these other things I don't think it was ever like I hid certain things away from me but (laughs) I I think there was always, like, I always wanted to try all the different things, but I never, I think I never fully committed to any of it because mm. I just, I knew I wanted, so I always, like, committed in a way that would, like, show I was serious about something I loved, but I never just gave my absolute all to probably anything that I was doing because I was like, well... If I give everything I have here, then I have nothing else left to give to dance or I have nothing else left to give mm. to, you know, my legal career. I have nothing else left to give to my spouse or now my kid. Like, so I, yeah. I think I just, I was like, I'm a pie and I cannot, <laughs> I only have this much energy, right? Finite resources. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And 
Yeah. When I had my son, it was like my pie was that it, that was it. And then I was like, well, shit, I need more in my pie. I, I love you, son. I love you to death. But there is much more to me than just one kid. Um, yeah. And I needed to add that back in. And I think that that definitely catapulted, like, finally taking steps to, like, get to this point with the podcast for sure. That's such a cool way to talk about, like, <laughs> getting to choose. Seriously, you just explained, like, breaking. And it's cool. Parenting really does break it down. Like you're like, okay, I just have to be a mom and keep this other thing alive. And then when you were at a certain point, you got to choose what you added back in, which is such a cool, I'm a little jealous because I had, I had a raging postpartum. Like I, Mm. I remember the, I mean the first week when they're like baby blues, right? It's normal. My husband was like, baby, go take a shower. Like I'll watch the baby. And my mom was staying with us and he comes in the shower and I'm sobbing. And he's like, what's wrong? I was like, I just miss her so much. And he was like, really? You've been in the shower for five minutes. Um, but Dude, I get <laughs> like, it. just nonsense, nonsense. Yeah. Well, and, and you kind of have to like, you know, I have, Cora is four. She's going to be five in August and Archer is one and a half. And so, you know, with COVID and everything, I was, I gave birth to Archer September of 2020. And so you kind of had to like get rid of all control. Um, But you, like I learned from Cora of like, I'm not going to get rid of all of myself. I'm just, yeah. I just can't do it because like, to your point, I love you, bud. And it's not even a, but it's an, and I need to also love yeah. myself so I can love you even better. Like I'm, I'm investing in myself and dance is such a, um, I was reading this book that talked about like when you perseverate on something and you're stressed, a, a great and really easy way to break the stress cycle is physical movement. Um, and like how, like literally it will reset chemicals in your brain will reset this whole, you know, stress cycle. And so it's like dancing is fun. It harkens back to who you used to be. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I, I've used it so many times, even in between like before, uh, I'll start some of my standups. I mean, there's like 40 people on these standups and I work at a uh, medical software company and super fun, like super laid back. And we're going through like a release of um, our new software version and everyone's stressed, you know, trying to make sure we get everything done and I'll like flip my camera on and play Lady Gaga Born This Way and, like, let everybody see that I'm just bopping. And most people are like, oh, my God. But some people are like, yeah, yeah. And it's like, if anything, it just, like, gives people permission to, like, Mm -hmm. be who they are, to deal with stress in the way that they prefer and to, like, remind themselves like I'm this different person I'm not just an IT professional I'm also a goofball and that's kind of cool you know yeah (laughs) and you can be whatever you want as well yeah 
come as you 100%. are. hundred percent. A hundred percent. And that's, that's what I kind of love about dance. Um, and at, at the same time, I don't know if you ever went through this, but it was something that was kind of difficult for me growing up was it didn't feel in a lot of ways that it was come as you are because as a young child and even now, like I've always been overweight. And so it didn't always feel like the most accepting place. Um, I remember I got, um, my mom took me out of one of my dance classes because I told her I didn't want to go back because the teacher said I couldn't wear shorts or like a ballet skirt over my leotard and tights. Mm. Um, because even when I was little, like my legs oh, were yeah, huge. You have this- I have like huge yeah. quads, right? <laughs> um, huge calves. Just like yeah. I learned a back handspring before I could do a walkover. Cause like I could just catapult myself just over. I, <laughs> my upper body strength was nothing to write home about, but my legs. And um, <laughs> Oh my gosh. It's just like, I don't know what, we don't Me and a skip pull-up. arm day. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> what is that? That's a joke. Thank you, presidential physical fitness test. Oh yes, a sit and reach all day, baby, all day, all day, <laughs> all day. Sit and reach. Literally, people be like, "How do you reach that far?" And I'd be like, "I know, dance." Yeah, but yeah, all it day. was it was it was one of those things that like you just. I remember being super pregnant and dancing at my friend's bachelorette like at a club like my belly is big and I'm just like making you know some serious faces and busting some moves and it's like people were so fun on the dance floor nobody gives a shit what your waist size is what your measurements are how much you weigh if you are confident in your movements if you are owning it and if you're having fun and starting off young it was not like that all the time no i i have very similar experiences and it's hard because my unfortunate legal career has taught me that i can see the sides of everything mm-hmm, <laughs> so i can mm-hmm. see which is a, a, a blessing and a curse most days totally I, I like and you know you have this like kind of armchair quarterback type of view now of your past, right? Like I can see clearly why they made certain decisions or why they did certain things. Now, did it feel good or does it feel good to think about how poorly I felt in certain situations? No, not necessarily. I didn't love everything. Um, But I think there's, I can see, well, duh, I wouldn't have put me there either. Or I wouldn't have put me in that dance either. You know, you have those kind of like reflections, but on the same page, I kind of like, I don't know if I alluded to this ever before yet on this podcast, but like I, it had this like effect of, I don't believe myself then because yeah. it it's, you just keep getting told, well, what you thought of how you looked or how you feel isn't appropriate or wasn't correct right. here right? or it doesn't belong in this scenario. So you learn to like piecemeal, like, okay, well, is, am I right over here or am I just right in this situation? Mm-hmm. Like, so there's, it, it kind of created this weird effect that I didn't anticipate I would ever have. And now I like look back, I'm like, Oh, that's kind of probably where it stemmed from is like, I just kept telling, getting told how I was supposed to feel about how I was looking. And I honestly, like the only thing that like stands out that always made me feel like Ugh, was getting measured for costumes. I hated that day. Oh I hated my that God. Day. Oh my God. And it was, and, 
and I get it. Like you had to do it, right? They had to of know course. your sizes to get ordered, right? Like, there and they was... did it in the class in front of everyone because it was the most yes. efficient way to do it. Like, right. all the so girls like, are here. I see. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. It's like on your way out. But I was like, can I just be at the end of this line because I don't need all of them to be standing over and. And then you would get into like high school and stuff and they're like, oh, how much do you, you know, like, I don't, I don't think I had that many like people or like girls that I was dancing with. that were like, oh, what was your size today? Da, da, da. Like, yeah. I don't think yeah. that's really, that's not <laughs> vibrant in my memory or anything, but sure. Sure. I always remember being uncomfortable all through up through high school. And, you know, you look back, you're like, I wasn't even big. Like I wasn't. No, you're you like, know, I would pa- kill to be that size. <laughs> Like, it wasn't even close. And, no. like, I think about all the stuff I was doing is, like, well, no, duh, I had muscles. I played varsity basketball. I was weightlifting. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, of course I had muscles. I also weightlifted. <laughs> and, yeah, you, like, I was in cheerleading, and I was lifting human beings above my head. Right. And, you know, <laughs> like. like you kind of want me to be strong in that scenario. Right. I'm pretty sure you don't want me to drop you, even though you're only 90 pounds. You're still yeah. 90 pounds, right? Right. And, and you still going over my head. <laughs> right. And there wasn't that sense of pride as much. Um, but I think the, the one thing that dance gives you is this very keen awareness of your body. And this mm-hmm. very keen, mm-hmm. like, you know, I had always been, you know, kind of apologetic for my body, kind of ashamed, like my body just you know, joking about our chin hairs, like Mm -hmm. I'm Persian. I, (laughs) you know, I just like, didn't look like everyone I grew up in Texas with. Right. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but you, you kind of get into this place where you don't necessarily appreciate your body, but then dance, I feel like makes you keenly aware, you know, when you just think about, you know, holding your arms and standing at a bar and putting your hands. I remember my teacher, Gwen, I loved the way her thumb would just tuck perfectly Mm -hmm. and her arm would make this beautiful position and how like thoughtful and purposeful she was with her arm placements and her jetés were so powerful. And I remember a tap teacher that I had who was just like, just would like stomp Every single move. And it was like you could feel it in your bones. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really cool thing where it makes you appreciate. Like we would go across the floor and we would do leaps. And I would can crush every other girl (laughs) because of those big old legs having big old (laughs) muscles. Right? But like I would never – I got to a point where my PR in squatting – I got up to 265 pounds. Like that was oh, never something awesome. I would, thank you. I'm just doing a little hair flip. Um, that was never something I would have bragged about before because yeah. it's not cute, but right. it is super cute. It's super awesome. <laughs> and it's like an appreciation. Once you get to that point, you're like, my body can do really cool things. Like being pregnant, yes. I was like, give me the tightest dress you can potentially make because I just want to show this whole belly I was like very oddly proud of my body that's Um, not odd at all you embrace that it was so crazy but I feel like dance kind of gives you that it makes you self-conscious about your body but then as you grow up and you mature Mm -hmm. and you say I can choose to fit into this or I can you know 
be like the modernist dancer who's like, screw your, you know, <laughs> set forward ways. Yeah. And I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to do what I want and I'm going to appreciate my body and what yeah. it brings to me. Yeah. I, I love what you said about being this awareness. So to add to this whole thing of everything I do in my life, I also have a personal training. <laughs> of course you do. Of course, of course you I do. do. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and when I was, and I've taught like group fitness classes for a while and now I have a little side business, whatever, um, about that. And I, that's totally not a whatever because it's a very important side business for me. It's about, I, I was about to say moms. like, can I, can I participate in this? Like, yes. I kind of want to know more, but if you don't want to talk about it, okay. We could talk about it. Yeah. Um, no, it's, it's called Love and Lou, and it is a personal training kind of um, fitness and doula services for pregnant and postpartum oh women. Love that. Yeah. So my friend and I got together. She's a doula, and I always had more of a fitness, you know, moving my body type of background. Yes. So yes. we both went through pregnancy, and we were like, I was lost. I was lost yeah. a lot <laughs> yeah. about, okay, and I love to move, obviously, and I felt like every time I did my workouts, I was like, was that okay? Did I make something worse? Can I still Like you were, you were afraid to go hard or where where you were before. Yeah. Right. Because the general consensus is, and the, you know, the feedback, even from my medical professionals, which I I appreciate that's my, that's all they know or knew at the time is like, well, just keep doing what you're doing or yeah, I don't know, 25 pounds. I'm like 25 pounds. I don't even do that on a light day. Like, do you know how strong I am? (laughs) That's rude. <laughs> it was insulting. That's like... insulting. That is insulting. Well, because they also, like... they're too chicken to like, not too chicken. I shouldn't say that. There, there doesn't always feel like the most research on how things yes. affect pregnant women because yes. it's like you go into hibernation and you don't need to engage in the normal things of society when you're pre in the middle and postpartum. So why do we right. need to and... do research? Right. And there's, but there's this other twist now with research is ethics of it mm. to do strenuous research on pregnant women you just can't do it ethically right. they can't get as far right. as they probably would with non-pregnant people because sure. there's another body there right so there's, there's this whole other like yeah. yeah so it's it's this weird thing of like well we can't have all the information we want because mm. we just can't like it's it's probably morally not okay to do it but right on the right. same page you're like we are all begging for more information, please. Like we need better information. And so we started this whole business trying to like put more information that we had out there and share more of our experiences and all that. And it's been so cool to like be more of part of that community because there's a lot of people out there, um, physical therapists, especially like about like how your body changed in pregnancy and like Mm. getting back into movement and all this stuff, like internally, externally, like all that stuff. But it was such a thing, like, I felt safe the whole time that I was, like, doing things, but I was, like, unhappy with the guidance of, like, well, just do what you do, and it'll, if it doesn't feel Stop right, when doesn't it feel hurts. right, I'm like, yeah, right, I was like, but if I, if I was, like, lifting that heavy before and it still feels okay to lift that heavy or do that movement... Or they used to say, like, don't even lay on your back in the third trimester. Yeah, yeah. That's actually not, like, totally true. If it feels okay to lay on your back and you're not out of breath, go for it. If it feels all right for a couple minutes, 
kudos. But if it doesn't feel good, right? Like, and that's easy for me to know for myself, like, oh, I read this. Okay, cool. Yeah. I know exactly what feels good. Mm -hmm. I have this dance background that it, I knew exactly what felt good when I was trying to get back into fitness postpartum. Like I knew how to train myself back into and get myself back up to speed where I wanted to be because Mm -hmm. I knew how things felt. I know if something's a little bit off, I need to go get looked at or I need to go do this. Because you're so in tune with your body. I'm so in tune with it. And there's this, it's, uh, there's a whole concept of it called, it's proprioception is the idea of your awareness of your body in space. So it's a whole, that's my little personal trainer thing for you guys. I love it. Yeah. So it's, I have, I have this whole idea. I'll probably do a whole like solo episode about this like concept because I am amazed how little awareness the general public has of their bodies. Like, and I'm like, why I can't, it's hard to like, you can, there is like scientific ways to increase that awareness of your body in space. But man, I am blessed that I had this dance background because I was taught how my body was in space Mm -hmm. from a very, since I was two, like I, it's second nature to me. I, and to come back to it, even from having, you know, six to eight weeks off of any movement after you have a baby, like coming back into it, I was like, I came back into just stretch one day. And by the, like within 10 minutes, I'm doing the whole workout. Like I was like, okay, I feel good. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Why am I like, don't stop myself. I, I definitely, I think that is something that you kind of hope to pass down to your kids too, right? Like I am so excited. We, you know, have been very cautious and conservative when it came to COVID just because we, you know, was pregnant during it. Then Archer was very brand new during a lot of it. And, you know, we wanted to keep our kids super safe. Um, and then we kept them safe for two years. And in January, we all got COVID. So we were like, okay, we have this 90-day pass now. Um, and, and it was a little bit of like, we maybe need to take some measured risks. Um, and one of those is Cora literally like every night, maybe like five nights a week, we have a dance party in our home. It's like oh, it. 100%. It's mostly... Um, for a while it was just in Kanto and I was about to lose my mind, even though great music, um, it's great music. Uh, but now we're in a lot of diversity. The other day, Cora was singing Lil Nas X and I was like, yeah, uh, (laughs) yeah, I get it. Um, she loves Dua Lipa as well. Um, but it's like, she's just dancing around the house with, it's so funny, but I'm also like, you have no rhythm to what is going on. <laughs> but she doesn't care. She doesn't care at all. No, it's the most no. genuine happiness. Yes. Um, but most of the time, like, I'll be wearing a sweatshirt. So I'll take off my sweatshirt because I'm, I can't halfway dance. Like, it's yeah, either no. dancing or There's sitting no still. marking. No, no marking. No marking. <laughs> like, unless it's a routine and I'm trying right. to do that, there's. No. And so she will take her shirt off and just dance around the room. And she'll just like, just no shame in her game because there is nothing to be ashamed about. And like, we have her on the wait list for dance class, which I'm so excited. It's a fairy tale ballet class, which I'm like, yes, this is her (laughs) to a T. And also like, we need to see if she can ease into the structure. 
um, yeah. of class. But I'm <laughs> I'm so excited of like, you know, I'm keeping my eyes open for any of the negative impacts. But quite frankly, like the body consciousness, I think like happens on social media to kids today at younger and younger ages, right? And so yeah. I actually think dance is going to be a huge, you know, should she like it? If she hates it at one point, right. then she doesn't do it. Um, but should it continue at this point, it's something that can teach her how her body moves. And to your point, like just little stuff, she can advocate for her stuff. I go into doctors mm-hmm. all the time and sometimes they'll be like, I think this is wrong. And I'm like, no, nah, I don't think that's it. I think it's this other thing. And they're like, (laughs) and I'm like, don't just prescribe me something. Can we do something else? You know, or like, Hey, can I try these exercises or Hey, you know? Um, so yeah, that's, that's fascinating how you were able to, to even listen to your body in such like a sensitive and Mm -hmm. emotional time to being postpartum. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. And I think, and even after I got myself back to like as strong as I was pre-pregnancy or like even maybe even stronger now, like I feel very good in the gym again, but I was like, something is still missing. Something is, Mm -hmm. there's just a part and it came down to, obviously I'm not dancing like I was. So there is this, sure. There's emotional things that happen with like lifting heavy weights and all that. And you can get all like intense and crazy about stuff sometimes. Right. Um, which can make you feel so good, but there's nothing like if you are a dancer, there is nothing like a little dance break or time in the studio. So I've been now taking like every week, every Sunday morning before my house wakes up, I go and leave and I have a studio space with my business partner um, and nobody's using it on Sunday morning. So I just sneak down there and I spend like hour, two hours and I just dance, man. And it's amazing. Like my mental health has been like, because I come back and I'm like, Sunday let's do it I'm so excited yes. for this week and then like all week I look forward to like Sunday morning time for me like that's it's, amazing it's so, it's so much more fun to add that back in now um yeah and now it's an even more like a better way to bring even more awareness to my body because there I try stuff I used to be able to do and I'm like oh can't do that anymore oops oh my gosh yeah yeah <laughs> Well, and, and you but can I, be, so... I'll still bust out a double turn real quick. <laughs> right. Like I, I literally was uh, talking with Cora and I was like, okay, this is first position and this is second position. I was like, okay, plie and here's a grand plie. And I was like, oh, come on, Nicole, you can do it. <laughs> Just Where's like, my bar? <laughs> seriously. I was like, okay, hold on to something, Cora. Um, but then at one point, you kind of, um, I'm really into Peloton. Um, it was mm-hmm. a huge, I mean, we bought our Peloton before we went, uh, before COVID happened. So we got in kind of a little earlier. Yeah. Um, but they have added like dance and cardio classes. Um, nice. And so those have been really fun to do. Um, and some of them, depending on the instructor you pick, can have some pretty rich choreography. And so I was like, okay, just like also the challenge of learning um, some choreo is really, really fun. And just being like, can my mind work in that different way? Right? Like, can it, can it train and go back to that? Um, Is a really cool challenge. 
I have to share um, my, I don't think I've shared it yet, but I just tried to teach myself the last piece of choreography I ever did was like five years ago on a high school, like hip hop class. And I mm. tried it for the first time this last weekend. And I, it, I was like, I can't believe it's taking me this long to relearn my own choreography. I made this. Up. <laughs> Why is it taking me so long? <laughs> like I should, this should be like, Oh yeah, I know exactly what to do. Right. But then as soon as it clicked, like once it clicked, yeah. I look back and I'm like, I look better doing it now than I did five years ago. Seriously. Like there, there's definitely, and I, and you know, I, kudos to like motherhood a little bit for that one because and like all the changes I've gone through in the last five years because it shows right you can't I think this might get into a whole nother tangent probably but like you can't hide some of that stuff right in dance like you can't hide everything you're bringing forth like you, you can show very exact movements and when you're a kid it is a lot about like the specifics and is your toe pointed this way is your arm placed where it's supposed to be right but when it comes to the emotion and like how you're performing there's no hiding what else you're bringing up with Mm -hmm. that right like Mm -hmm. you can do a move as cool as you want but if your face says no thank you that's totally different than being fully present in the moment and like and I so comparing like my old dance video from five years ago to my current one that I just did it's like that one has gone through some changes that that one had no right. idea she was about to experience. So it's, it's very cool. I'll have to share it on my like Instagram or something to see that side by side, because I like That's just so watching cool. myself back. I was like, what stress did you have in 2017 that you look like so sad right. that you were doing this? I was like, you had no idea, girl. There was five years later. There was a lot more you had coming. Well, and it, it shows that like dance is an art form. Right. Like Mm -hmm. just like they say, sometimes the best albums get made after someone goes through a breakup. Right. (laughs) Like what perspective brings to your art? Like your body has changed and one on paper could probably say maybe you were in better shape before you had your child than you are Mm -hmm. after. But the performance and the emotions that you bring to dance, it's so much more than Mm -hmm what it might seem on the surface and yeah yeah. what's something I'll probably just end with this last question for you yeah yeah kind of because it's what you just said kind of inspired this so what's something you would maybe give to your younger self with with regard to that like with regard to how your body moves Mm. is there anything you would say you do differently or do more of Baby I Nicole. think I think I don't know why it's making me tear up. Um, I think <laughs> poor baby Nicole. <laughs> I mean, baby Nicole. I will say, growing up in Texas, um, I, I loved my childhood. I had a really good childhood. I had two parents who loved the crap out of me. I had a very sweet but very dorky brother, but very sweet. <laughs> um, he's still sweet and dorky. <laughs> um, But I think there was this element of like wanting to fit in and wanting to be the same as everyone else. Um, And my life, my, my lunchbox was like the scene from my big fat Greek wedding where like people would be like, ew, what is that? And my favorite dish, gorma sabzi, but it looks like green grass slop. Um, because it's just a bunch of parsley and meat and beans. It's so good. Um, and like my dad would make it for hours. It was so great. Um, 
but I was constantly trying to fit in and dance was one area where my differences made me stronger. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't, I didn't feel that pressure as much to fit in. Um, like at the beginning, I, I did a little, when I did competitive dance, right? Like yeah. you're yeah. in smaller costumes and all this right. stuff. Um, and you have to sleep in the curlers because your hair all has to be big and the same. <laughs> um, but I think in dance, dance was probably the first area where I started saying like, no, this is me and I don't want to be like you. And I think you're great. And I also think I'm great. And I wish baby Nicole would have gotten there sooner and maybe Mm -hmm. like taken that to other parts of my lives because of my life, because dance was always like a safe haven. And Mm -hmm. eventually I got there in, in, you know, high school Um, you know, middle of high school, trying to be confident and comfortable with who I was. But I just kind of wonder if if I would have gotten there a little sooner. um, Yeah, if that would have been something that was that was kind of cool. But I think I have dance to thank for, you know, getting there as soon as I did. So yeah, getting there eventually, right? Some people never. Yes, (laughs) it's so true. It's so true. What would you tell baby Lindsay? I tell her to relax. I tell adult Lindsay that too. <laughs> I would it's I would tell advice. her to, I would tell her to relax and enjoy whatever she wants to enjoy. Yes. When she wants to enjoy it. Yes. Cuz I I I've always felt I needed very I wanted varied interests. I always wanted to get my hand in anything and I like you had a wonderful, beautiful childhood with amazing parents that were so supportive and wanted me to try everything. Mm -hmm. But when I, when I was doing, when I first started competitive dancing, I didn't always have that support of it's okay to do other things. And it wasn't until I left the first studio I was at and switched in middle school that I had somebody in our studio owner that helped me like, it was okay that I had other things going on. I think I always, I I would look back and tell myself like, I didn't need permission to love as many things as I loved. You know, I, I think I was always told you can love that, but make sure this is your priority or you can do that, but make sure this is also your priority. And I think that, you know, it goes back to what I said earlier. Like, I don't think I could give everything of myself, not only because I, have my little pie but like it also was everybody else told me what my priority was supposed to be and I'd tell I'd go tell myself your priority is what you want it to be (laughs) your priority is you know now I learn it here 33 my priority is I'm all these things I am bringing every part of me everywhere I go and I know you and I have had that discussion too a little bit of like the beauty of dance is your instrument is your body and your body comes with you no matter where you are, Literally right? Your body everywhere. is always with you. So that's this wonderful thing that you get to carry with you mm-hmm. in many ways. But I think it's, it was a lot of stress that I put on myself that it was not necessary. So I could have relaxed a lot more. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> just chill out, baby Lindsay. Just chill out. Chill out. It's okay to love all the shit you want to love. Right. Right. And it can change. Time? Like, yeah. It's, I, I feel like some adults also need that advice. <laughs> You're welcome, adults listening. Right. <laughs> You're welcome, big kids. <laughs> well, I'm, I think we'll wrap up. I'm just going to yeah. say thank you so much, Nicole, for being on today. This was such a wonderful chat. I think so we have. Fun. We have so many more things we probably could talk about. Um, I know we had a whole list that we probably just like threw to the wind when we started. <laughs> probably. <laughs> so if if you'll have me, I'll have you back on and we'll oh we'll hit some gosh. of these other hot topics we got. <laughs> I would love to. It was so much fun chatting with you. And thank you for, God, I feel like that time just flew by. But yeah. it's such a, such a cool topic. So thank you so much for having me. It was such a pleasure. Of course course. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Across the Floors. If you're interested in coming on the podcast for a dance chat, fill out the form in the show notes or send me an email at d-a-n-c-e at acrossthefloors.com. That's dance at acrossthefloors.com. It doesn't matter how much dance experience you have, all you need is a desire to talk about dance for a bit with me, of course. I'll see you guys next time. Bye!